I don't know. I mean, I think I wondered if there was some sort of cultural kind of thing going on where the the, the guy kind of looked like Kim Jong Un, <laughs> <laughs> and and then suddenly she's with a, like a proper younger, like okay. a slimmer one. And I wondered if there was like a North Korea this thing. Oh, going okay, on. in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. I, I I didn't really think about it. Hello and welcome to a. I guess special episode of Geek Sweat since we're all back together. The gang is all back together. We all survived um, COVID, uh, thankfully, and um, we get to do it face to face once again. Um, not that anyone else is quite excited about this. Uh, so <laughs> I am, <laughs> and there we have the auditorium. That's the thing. We've come back to live performance and we've got auditorium already. Uh, so I'm MKH and this is another episode of the MKH Cut. Uh, today I am helpfully joined by Stephen. To my Hi. Yep. Hello Stephen, how are you? Hi. Okay, that's how he is. And right opposite me is the main man... The reason we're all here, uh, TJ. Hello. It's because I've got a gun to everyone's head. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate coming back. Uh, he's really our dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should announce in the Neo Geo's back in the house as well because he's at the helm. Of, yes. Uh, what we're doing. And like, if, if you have probably already noticed that the sound quality is a thousand times better <laughs> since we we're no yeah. longer leaving it in the hands yeah. of Trevor. <laughs> I, I, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that like a thousand people across the world have like switched the noise cancellation yeah. button off their <laughs> off their headphones. We've got Joe on the ones and twos giving us the fresh sounds. Hi, Joe. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Excellent. And behind us, well, behind me. More to the point is uh, Dom and Jamie. Hi, guys. Hi. Yes, we're all together. And we're not actually breaking any rules, unlike uh, a certain um, former health secretary. secretary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, we should get a social distancing photo in there. I'll try and take one without smashing. Absolutely fine. Um, So what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So this is the MKH cut. And we've gone international again. We have gone to South Korea and we are reviewing and speaking about a film called Sweet and Sour. On the surface, it does sound really stupid, but we're going to get into some finer details of it. And um, I I quite enjoyed this film, first of all. Um, And sorry, I'm getting quite distracted because Trevor's got bear on his (laughs) on his shirt. Bears, bears. Yeah, yeah. But every time I look at this shirt, it reminds me of a YouTube video I've seen where uh, a guy is saying what he's most attracted to in his big furry, Furry, hairy men. Yeah, bears. Um, And you look exactly like who he was describing. Description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I have to check him out. Hopefully, he can check out our podcast as well. But um, yeah, I think this is a slight low key reference to LGBTQI plus and then some other characters month. Yeah. Oh, so you're doing it for pride? Uh, A little bit of pride, like tongue in cheek. But also, this is the only piece of good laundry I've got left to wear. Do you remember when we we almost had a logo that was quite pride uh, infused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was going to go for some like, I mean, if you can go into the Facebook account, you'll see like the uh, the kind of diagonal stripes of, I think it was like yellow, green, orange, and then there was a large wave of pink. Mm. In fact, 
now now we've said that we should we should have we should have brought that back for Pride Month and you did a whole should, yeah. I think Facebook can let us cheat and actually edit the date of our posts, so I might have to give that a go. Ah, okay. we but become, we have got the multicolored backgrounds. We should as all well. become homosexual for the month. Yeah. Right, well, and then about, do a diary about it. But we don't have to be yeah. like uh just homosexual. Like yeah. I could It's just go as long trans. as you're not straight. Just, just, <laughs> just don't do, do anything straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's a massive segue. But the thing is, as Pride is, it's all about acceptance, equality. So whether I'm straight, gay or somewhere in between, I welcome you all. So I'm very happy for yeah, anyone out there listening. Multicoloured pounds. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Sweet and Sour, guys. Actually, before we get into it, uh, spoiler alert ahead. We're really going to spoil the shit out of this. So yeah. put it on pause, watch Sweet and Sour. It's not actually that long of a film. I think it's like just over 90 minutes or something. It's 101 minutes, exactly. Oh, but it's like five minutes of that is credits. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like it's not that long. So come back and then you can enjoy the review with us. Uh, first thoughts on this, guys. What did you think of when I actually first suggested uh, Sweet and Sour as a title? And um, obviously being from... So did you think it was actually about food, first of all? We'll go with Trevor. Um, do you know what? I felt, I felt because it was two words, I thought it was just two characters involved. So I thought there was a before and there was going to be a before and after or someone versus another element. But because of the images that I saw, I thought, oh, the sweet person naturally might be the the woman in the couple and the sour person might be the man in the couple. So that was my impression of what it was interpreting. Not are, you, are you cheating? Are you, are you, no, no, you no. You say this after you've watched the film. Did you really no, no, think that? I, 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 when I, before I was even given the assignment, yeah. it was like um, everything on Netflix is a picture of like the slightly overweight guy and a young girl looking after him. So I thought, oh, it's just like these are who they are. She's going to be very sweet and tender in a relationship mm. and he's got to be sour and gruff. So that's all I thought it was. But because he was fat? Um, I never <laughs> said because he was fat, but we have got a body almost fat shaming issue running, a, phobia, running along the line yeah. of the film yeah okay uh steven what did you think of it before you actually watched the film i didn't actually i i I'm still not quite sure what's sweet and sour condiment for takeaway food oh yeah, yeah i know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they actually meant what sweet and sour refers to in the film okay i'm still not quite 100 sure. i think it was like 139 on the takeaway menu but yeah, yeah i get what you're saying uh, so I mean another thing is it could be one of those lost in translation where they had a proper title for it in Korean mm. and someone in the marketing team in mm-hmm. Netflix UK mm. decided you know what no one's going to get it let's call it this so um, obviously this is a 2021 South Korean romantic comedy film based on the novel Initiation Love by uh, Kurumi Inui I'd go for Inui Inui and yeah. the, uh, the film stars uh, Jang Ki-yong and Che Su-bin and Crystal John. I'll go for Crystal Young. Young? Yeah. Young. Sorry if I'm just butchering your names, <laughs> but uh, let's just get to the shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, so it star- it's, uh, sorry, it's a story of love at first sight. Couple who drift apart due to work or job assignments. So that that's the premise. And you get into the film, it's actually not like that at all. Like no. I don't know who wrote the synopsis for this. <laughs> like I don't think they watched the film beforehand. Yeah. But yeah, the the film did not run like that. Shall we get to the the, the twist first before we I don't know. I want to get into the kind of the me too HR anecdote in waiting which was 
the guy hitting on the woman in a place of work from the position of being a patient and just waking up out of a, I don't know, it was like a six week or four week coma and decided, you know what, the first bird yeah. I'm going to meet, I'm just going to start chatting her up but, regardless. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> is that me too or is that the Nightingale effect? Because I got the more of a sense that she falls in love with her patients. I got the impression that he fell in love with her first because he came out of the stupor of his hepatitis B coma, which is not really... Because I actually thought he had jaundice at the beginning. I thought yeah, some I of the other that. characters yeah, yeah. had it. And then I thought, oh, this is going to be really awkward. Like, how long is it before somebody's going to say the word yellow fever? Because the thing is, yeah, I was yeah. thinking like... How did he how, get more how, yellow? How did you end up putting that as a subtext in a film that's going to go out internationally. But the, um, yeah, I just felt, it felt like the power of his love was kind of um, persuading her or mesmerising her into falling in love with him because all of a sudden she never had any other jobs in the hospital except for caring for him. Um, Stephen. Hi. <laughs> uh, do you have any rebuttals to that or do you want to add to that? Or do you completely disagree? Uh, a rebuttal to what? What's the, what you just, did you just zone out? Oh well, yeah, I wasn't quite sure what his point was. The point, okay, the point is they started off with it's, it's a it's a love story. Yeah, yeah. Between two Southeast and East Asian characters, and they literally start off with the illness, which is could be referred to as yellow fever. Which yeah, is actually okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. For people who got fish, for people in that region, and the second thing is. There wasn't any appealing features about him, and I'm not saying this because he was overweight. overweight. Now that's but, that's but, but he was. But they made it an issue in the film that he had to lose weight. They, they became a character driving point. So the character wasn't happy with himself. Um, he felt he had to lose weight. He had a terribly bad haircut and um, really nerdy friends they who all told, bad haircuts who told that him we don't we don't meet these type of girls that you're imagining because they all thought it was part of his uh, drunken stupor. So. Did you feel it was like it's a realistic realistic way to meet women? I, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I wondered if there was some sort of cultural kind of thing going on where the the, the guy kind of looked like Kim Jong Un, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then suddenly she's with like a proper younger. Like okay. a slimmer one. And I wondered if there was like a North Korea this thing. Oh, okay. On. In the beginning. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really think about it that way. I just was thinking about his weight. But the... Um, I mean, you think about his blood was, pressure, yeah? No, because the thing is, he, was, he wasn't just eating normal food in bed. It was like, one, he had like this bang out like nine course meal that she dipped into. And then he started stealing food from the other patients to, to romance her. But I thought, I thought it was a case that his parents were bringing food for him as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So parents and his parents are like actually we, we used to uh, yeah. mention his parents were absolutely hilarious. Like they didn't even want to go near him, and that was their only child. Like if he died in hospital, it doesn't seem like they would have gave a fuck. Yeah, but, um, I mean, they were a great comedy aside, and um, I, I think um, to just be clear, I think it was Jackie Young who was playing the first version of Dayoon. I think it was, and then the parents <clears throat> were played by. So I'm just like swinging this over. Actually, I haven't got a credit for them. Sorry. Yeah, they cool. they weren't in it that much anyway. Yeah. So obviously that's the first bit. So he's he's in hospital. He falls in love with his um, with his nurse or his carer who was on contracted hours, but she seemed like she was just always there. Yes. Um, you had the three other guys who didn't seem like they were ill whatsoever. Yeah, but they, they were like three stooges they, for they comedy were bed blocking for yeah, some yeah. reason. Like I don't know what's <laughs> happening with career with that. Yeah. And um. 
So now we get to the next bit. So she kind of feigns interest in him as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love the part where he saw her having cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the next time he, he pretended to have cigarettes, she said, oh, what are you doing? Like, don't do yeah. this. And then she was in his, his curtain, like, that same night. So yeah, yeah. she was throwing out mixed single signals, should I say. But she was a mixed single as well because she was kind of on and off with her, him and, like, one of the other doctors, I think it was. Well, were they on and off or was she just... Uh... Isn't that the twist, though? Because she was... I mean, we're coming up to it, but she's kind of on and off with, like... She's flirting with one of the work colleagues mm. and then we find out the the twist is a split of two people, isn't it? Well, it, well, it was... It was like. She's definitely flirting with him, but I don't think anything happened with yeah. the doctor. I think the doctor just found her really attractive. Yeah, yeah. And now that I think about it, what does she even look like? Whilst you think about that, I just want to add the caveat because of uh, what Stephen has said. I think there was this kind of cultural issue about work where um, I think trying to make sense of the three guys who were bed squatting in the hospital, it seemed like there was a difference between people who were work shy people who were on contracted hours and people who had permanent employment. And it seemed like there was this kind of, um, this constant thread of like a different status or class that if you're um, uh, unemployed or you haven't got a functional regular job, you're kind of low status or low value. If you've got a contract, that, that means you're aspirational and you can hopefully go on to bigger, better things, but you work your ass off. And if you're permanent, that's kind of like the apex predator of your social class. Well, we'll come back to the politics bit in a moment because yeah. I do want to speak more about that. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, the, 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 uh, the next part is that he leaves the hospital against his will because he wanted to stay there and obviously blossom this relationship with yeah, her. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he, he starts pursuing her. He, he got her number and he tried every variation of... <laughs> oh, super stalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her number where he was just had everything wallpaper, like pasted on the wall. And he Oh, yeah, because he ripped... He found out like the first seven digits of a number, but yeah. he got caught yeah. by one of the staff members, which means he had to ring a thousand yeah. numbers to which track her down. Which kind of demonstrates how lax the security in the hospital was. <laughs> and so... Suggest so the way he acted towards this nurse. Would you say this was the first ever girl that actually showed any interest in him, Stephen? Um, maybe, maybe, yeah. Because you saw how he acted when she invited him over. Like yeah, he, yeah. he ran in, screamed at his parents, and said, "I'm taking the car." <laughs> and then he sped off, and then when he actually finally got to the house, he he, he sat on the floor. Like yeah. the, the bed was on the floor anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he still sat on the floor further. So I found that quite interesting and then from that obviously um the relationship started yes to the point where she's she's inviting him on holiday can you believe mm -hmm. that like after like a single oh, a couple of dates they, they're already going mm -hmm. on a, mm -hmm. do you ever move that fast oh i've, I've been married in two days <laughs> once <laughs> divorced two days later oh, wait, wouldn't it be annulled if, if it's two days later no not if you've had sex Oh, okay. He always seals the deal. Like just, <laughs> every time she's been married. Uh, so, and then, so then we get to the point where we see a switch where he's jogging and we see a skinnier guy and yep. we think, oh my goodness, like this is such fat phobia. Yeah. Like they switched out the dude. <laughs> Let's be honest though. The jog was a transition because she gave him a specific pair of trainers. He ran in one direction mm. and he continued. Those trainers kept running in the same direction and the impression was... This was like a five months, three months later. Yeah, he it, lost some weight. Yeah, it, it was suggested. And yeah. 
the fact that he was actually saying in his head at the same time, I need to lose weight, I need to lose yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. And then we see this skinny guy. But don't you think that was a bit strange? Because it's like, hey, we're going to Jeju, we're going to go on a romantic holiday, but I'm just going to run at 10 miles an hour in this other direction for a bit <laughs> before we go well, on holiday. Yeah, in, in retrospect, definitely it was a, a, a strange transition, but I can admit that I never saw the twist. Yeah. Like, I was just going with it because... To be fair, I did find the comedy quite cute. Yeah. And I felt... Well, I mean, it was... It kind of... It started off as like a kind of Amelie-type comedy in the hospital. Yeah. And then it turned into this like office-based kind of drama about him and his new colleague. Well, up until that point. Well, well up until the, the point where they yeah. transitioned from fat to skinny. Yeah, yeah. I and then it suddenly sort of became a different movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, I yeah. got the impression that the director was in a hurry to rap for lunch because it felt like, <laughs> he's like, let's just get this romance moving along. And it just ended up like going down a train track like a hurtling speech. And the thing about the first part in the hospital at all, and even up until the the metamorphosis yeah. um, is that their relationship was quite sexless. So when she actually ended up pregnant, like later on, I was like, I, I didn't realise there was sex involved in this relationship. Well, there, there seemed to be no reference to sex at all up until she got pregnant. But then, I'll, I'll be honest, and then yeah. it became a kind of scary kind of abortion drama. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised and attracted to the new version of uh, Jang Yuk, um, not because Wait, he, you say you were attracted to him. Yeah, because I felt he was a very sexy upgrade on um, what she had on offer before. So wait, let me let me get this because he lost weight, he got a better haircut, skin complexion was great, and he was just like very focused. Yeah, no. So if I'm to to thread together your two points, yeah, he's become sexy. Therefore, she wants to have sex with him. Which yeah. you're basically saying, Stephen. Yeah. Well, no, it was just it was just an oddly sexless film up until the point where she suddenly was pregnant. Well, it was because every time we seen him was when they're actually literally sleeping together. So you didn't um, find that Korean man running into the center of a screen like being really sweaty and sexy? No, running, it was, that wasn't there was a kind of weird innocence about it all. And then, to be fair, if if we were to take it at face value, yeah. Up until the point he was running, they only knew each other for like two seconds. So yeah, you would, yeah, you would yeah, expect yeah, them yeah. to like be swinging from the chandeliers yeah. or anything like that. But so he he loses all this weight. Well, we well I thought he was he lost all this weight, yeah. and he became <laughs> sexy. And he like he because I'm sure they were going he into the K-pop. same yeah, and they were going into the same job. I'm, I'm sure when he was really big, I'm sure he was saying he wanted to become an architect or something like that or an engineer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had he had. I think the impression was the first version of... Sorry, I just got to get the character's name again. The first version of... I want to say Dayoon, but I'm not sure it was Jang Hook, had a normal, regular, permanent job whilst his potential girlfriend, uh, Dayoon, yeah, that's what it is, is in a contract job as a nurse. And then he got the offer to go on contract somewhere else. Yeah. So it was the young, sexier version of himself who suddenly went up in the world and now he flipped and went separate so the issue that's kind of overlooked is this new job was a long distance away yeah. which is why you had to always this new job was a long distance away which is why you always had to take this long ass car journey can i say though let's not refer to him as sexy guy okay. because big people can be sexy as well let's just call him yeah part two part something. two yeah 2.0 yeah 2.0 oh, okay. or, or, or later 2.0 yeah. bts plus one yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So like, so yeah, like you said, it moves to an office drama and <laughs> we see that when he does uh, become this, this new person, 
and that, that's another thing. Like I was thinking, <laughs> if you're gonna cast someone, at least make him look like the first guy he was supposed to be. But yeah, yeah it all gets revealed by the Perhaps end. all Koreans look the same to Koreans. <laughs> Racist <laughs> bastards. But anyway, so um, they get to the office, and you immediately find that a lot of the jokes are not. Like, at his expense anymore yeah. and a lot of the comedy has been sucked out of the, yeah. the film and it becomes a lot more serious and they they almost become really exploited by the job that they yeah and it is this kind of hard working fatal attraction rivalry between him and his work colleague who's played by crystal young who's actually korean south american and the reason why i'm making all these k-pop references is that she actually had a career as a lead vocalist in a band and she had a couple of albums out uh with a, a group called albums. yeah yeah with a group called um funda and m black but the thing is she plays this kind of office nemesis who turns into a romantic interest who's just very sloppy and kind of gross in the way that she eats and i think that's supposed to be a deterrent because of the life that he had beforehand when he went was overweight. I think. I, yeah, I, I guess because he lost the weight and he's trying not to get yeah, back exactly into his get back, yeah, get yeah. him back into his habits. So yeah, they, they were trying to leave a lot of breadcrumbs to say that this was the guy we saw in the beginning of the film, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, she's the really messy eater. She and then there's this weird moment where the security guard keeps saying you guys should get together. I was thinking, where does he get this from? Can I ask what? you something? Was he actually a security guard? Because I got I got I the impression he was, he was the like boss a guardian. First, but then he was at the actual cameras, so I realised that he was probably just a CCTV. But he kept leader. wearing white and ascending up the stairs and ascending down escalators. Oh, so he had he had this kind of guardian angel element to him of him just turning up at weird times switching the light off like yeah. a weirdo yeah <laughs> what is that like he just wants to hide behind the plant while they make out like i didn't understand why he needed darkness for that i've got a theory behind that because there were a couple of elements where they did the recycling or were taking out recycling so i'm wondering if that's like environmentally friendly we do power down our offices in the <laughs> evening to save on electricity <laughs> even though we don't power down our workers whatsoever <laughs> just having their all, yeah. all the hours god said so yeah that guy was trying to get them together trying to play cupid in his weird korean god-like mode mm. and um so they go back and forth over this bridge which was probably the stupidest bridge i've ever seen in my life can like, we just make it clear it's not a metaphorical bridge there is an architectural, yeah, an architectural um, work that they have to do yeah. so th- the reason they want to do this is because um they want that they want the permanent job they mm. both want a permanent job uh, the, the woman, the, the arch nemesis, lives in the city, whereas he has to drive every single day, yeah. which is really odd. And speaking to the political element, I think that, like, even though it's, uh, South Korean cinema doesn't want to admit it, I think a lot of their films have become really anti-capitalist because you see this nurse working all the hours God sends who doesn't have a permanent contract, but yeah, she's yeah, yeah. running for feet. And this guy has to drive hours and hours per day for a job that's not even permanent. Yeah. Stay there all the hours God sends. Another uh, non-permanent member of staff has to do the same thing. Yeah. While you have the people that are permanent, they're, just, they're coasting. Yeah, brushed over. Yeah, they're yeah, coasting. Yeah. They're living yeah. off the backs of people that are actually hard workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this kind of uh, reminded me of uh, what was happening in Parasite, to yeah. be honest. Okay. In the sense that, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ca- ca- I haven't seen I haven't seen Parasite. You haven't seen Parasite? Parasite? What the no. hell have you been doing? Parasite is kind it's, of I, a keep, so- I keep meaning to, but yeah, Parasite is like a social class comedy drama between the haves and the have-nots, and it's quite clear okay. that it is 
two different families uh one family they don't i don't want to know much about it before oh, okay. i watch it right. it's <laughs> worth watching anyway but okay. yeah no it's definitely i think there is definitely the same element of like like these people are working so hard they get run off their feet to the point where they're waking up with bits of crisp in their hair yeah. so i found that even though it it was quite heavy on the do you feel that this story or the way the film was projected it was trying to suggest that all work and no play makes jack and jill like a dull boy uh you can get and your career won't end up as it was or was it more if we um pay attention to the people that we think we love we can have a bigger better relationship what do you think was the the moral undertone of the story I felt that it was a bit of both. I felt that like people throw in their all into their work and you start to really uh, lose sight of what's really important in mm. life. And I, I just felt it was a shame, especially in the beginning of the film, that she was getting all these... like She, she was a nurse, but she couldn't actually do her work as a nurse because she was always sleeping on his bed or eating yeah. his food. Like She couldn't even cook her food or make enough money to cook her food or she couldn't even change a light bulb yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well, why can these women not change light bulbs um but yeah so everything just was pointing towards like just not a great society to live in and yeah. the, the, the hours and hours of traffic like yeah to see him look left and right in the car and see people wash their hair that's disgusting first yeah. of all do you think what, is that, that even cleaning do you think there was an element of um they were trying to put the spotlight on uh, what feminist characteristics and roles are in the Korean society and what masculine characteristics and roles are and like just comparing and contrasting where we've ended up. I, I, I was um, actually um, looking at some reports yeah. and they, they were saying about gender politics, but I didn't really get the gender politics. I just was more worried about the capitalism and stuff like that and how overworked people are. So yeah, I didn't really get the traditional roles of, of, of men and women because okay. we saw that, um, especially when they got to the office, that the women mm. could do as much as the men. And I think the whole, that, the boss of the company was a woman. Like yeah. everyone was going, oh my goodness, there's, there's, there's the boss and stuff like that. So yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't really get the, the gender side of it. I just thought it was a sad story. So let's get to the, the actual massive twist. And the massive twist is that the, the, the larger guy and the thin guy are actually two different human beings. Dun, dun, dun. And it kind of... And it kind of suggests that she has a kink for making overweight guys thin <laughs> by giving them trainers they can run in. Like a saviour policy. Like, like a, yeah, because her nurse. Saver, her, yeah. her nightingale, so it kind of suggests... effect, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of suggests that... But was the thin version once fat then? Yeah, because he says, I don't like to eat food. That was his whole shtick as well. Oh, you get this junk yeah. food away from me. I don't want to go yeah. to that place again. Yeah, yeah I really look after my But my he body. was, they were two different people. What yeah. it was, was they tricked us with the time and it was like his, the, the slim guy's relationship was like three months before. So she had, she was on the verge of breaking up with him yeah. when she'd met the guy in the hospital. Ah, yes. So she was creeping. Well, I, monkey he, branching. Even. But he, he was creeping as well because like he, like his co-worker was sitting on his lap oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So that, like, they, and then he moved in with her it's, eventually. It's kind of brave thing to do because I watched it from about half an hour in until nearly the end. Like hate watching it because of what they did to the bigger guy. Yeah. <laughs> so when the, the twist came, it's like, oh, oh, they made it all right now. I yeah. Kind of, it's weird because I didn't had watched at least half the film as a hate watch. Did you? <laughs> did you feel relieved that? 
he you found out that they were two separate yeah guys definitely okay. I, I actually texted um, Malachi about yeah. half an hour in mm. yeah I'm very upset about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just, just, just give it time. Don't worry. Because I, I did the exact same thing. Like, even though like some of the comedy was quite good, yeah. I did, I didn't like how they, what they did to the, the bigger character. And plus, she called them the same name. It's like it was just yeah, really weird. that's so she, weird. Yeah, she had a, a weird. She kink. Called, okay, yeah, she yeah. called him the same name. Yeah. But at some at one point, um, the guy who was Jang Hyuk, he ends up calling. Uh, Dayoon, Bo Young as yeah. well. So it kind of goes back and forth mm. that he called her two different names. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think... Um, she had the kink, definitely. Yeah, she had the kink. I think she probably met this guy after he broke his leg or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like said, okay, now I fall in love with you. Here's his trainers. Go yeah, and get yeah, Finn. Yeah. So I think she's going to do the same thing mm. to the second guy. Mm. And uh, obviously... You so she were, was stuck in a loop. Yeah, mm. essentially. And you, you, you were going to bring up the, the fact that uh, there was some weird stuff with abortion and stuff. Oh it, yeah, that it, was well, yeah. Well, it was just it was such a sort of I was enjoying it, and then I wasn't enjoying it, and then it got really serious, and then it started to drag, and then the twist came along, and it was like suddenly made it uh, that was all right. It was like the twist cured the film for me. Yeah. I don't know. But the thing <laughs> is, it, it, was it? Do you did you find it weird that maybe the director was trying to challenge people's um, perceptions around? Uh, body shaming and uh, it's just not a way to do stuff. it, isn't it? Make it. But did he catch you out? He thinking caught me like, out. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Because I think I got caught out as well. Thinking like, I mean, I was rooting for the big guy, and then I, I'd assumed to make it all right that I don't know that he was once he got thin, either she was going to now get fat. <laughs> well, you would have hoped, or he was gonna, or he was just gonna be a less fun person. Yeah, she didn't like anymore, and, and so mm. he becomes fat to become the person that she. Speaking of fat um, and keeping in tone with um, Sweet and Sour, I think they put a lot of Jeju salt on the last 20 minutes of this film because there was this kind of space or place which is supposed to be the safe haven of romance for the main couple. And Mm. then all of a sudden, Jeju just kept coming up again and again in like Mm. the karaoke competition win. It was on the radio. Other people were talking about it It was a good place to go. I think even the boss said like, oh, we need to try and get a new takeaway for lunch, which is like Jeju snapper fish or something like that. I'm thinking like, all right, we get it, man. He's feeling guilty about Jeju. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, obviously, when when the two guys do finally meet, it's because he he felt like he realized, oh, I love, I love the original. It was too little, too late. MKH. Too little, too yeah, late. and then he goes back and then he says, oh, maybe I didn't love her. And yeah. I can go with this woman. <laughs> but he gave her the ring. He gave her the he and spoiler. He gave it. He gives the the kind of the drunk, gross, kind of slightly alcoholic dependent she woman. She's more fun ring. than the other one, to be honest. Well, with the other, well, the other one's a nurse and she's overworked and her boss hates her and her boss treats her like shit. Yeah. So I can understand why mm. she, uh, she's not fun to be around. Yeah. But I will say that this is where the film kind of broke broke its own rules. Because how was he able to go all the way back yeah. to the airport and then come back? Yeah. And, this, and the girl's still drunk there. Didn't even notice he had actually left. Like No, because that was what it was. We were seeing a flashback from I think her point of view I don't think we've seen a flashback from either of a guy's point of view so basically when the two guys collided it was like oh shit my ex-boyfriend and my current boyfriend have now come into contact and it was her 
thinking like, okay, this is the difference between when I crossed over from seeing him to seeing the other guy. Um, what I found interesting, I think the, the crossover point where Bo Young, played by Crystal Young, broke Jang Yuk, I think was like halfway through the film when she popped a sweet in his mouth without permission. She crossed that threshold. What I think is that's that? when she Why had would you put your finger in my mouth? That's <laughs> sicko. Um, I, I just don't think he ever recovered from that. He was just confused yeah, well, yeah, what ever are you since. Doing? Um, okay, so with that being said, I think we we covered all the main bits. I I any final thoughts? Like would like if it was in? Well, actually, I don't know why I'm asking you, Stephen, because you never go to cinema. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but would you recommend if it did ever come out in cinema? Because this was actually made in 2019. Oh, really? Because yeah. it came out this year. Yeah, it came out this year, and obviously, got, obviously. What do you think done. was the hold up? The um the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Release, but yeah. yeah, it was filmed and finished in 2019. Yeah. And they were hoping for a 2020 release. And I think I've, I would have saw this in the cinema. Yeah. You would? Actually, they don't do English dubs in cinema. Fuck that. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. would have saw it on, on, online. Yeah. Uh, do I don't think I would have seen this in cinema. I think one thing is there's a dangerous game at play. Like, it's masquerading as a dating comedy, which I think is... Or dating romance comedy, which I think it's not. It seemed to be more of a socially conscious a slightly political commentary on how men and women uh, perform their domestic roles. And I think if you come in thinking about that and there's a massive cultural difference because it's set in Korea, not perhaps the country where you're watching from, I think there's something to kind of be gained and watch it. But I think if you look at it as a kind of, oh, this is how men meet women or this is how women approach men and have healthy relationships, you're definitely not going to you're going to get confused and get thrown off track. I, I felt that was straight out of the men's rights um, <laughs> activist MGTOW. book. MGTOW. Yeah. The way this you is just added no, gender actually, politics into it. <laughs> yeah, actually, if it, if you're into MGTOW, you, you're definitely going to like how the way men treat women in this yeah, film. Like, yeah, come on, punch her <laughs> next time. Yeah. But um, I think if, you, if you're interested in just like understanding a little bit about how a different culture has kind of gone down a kind of very strange path of uh, male and female gender identity politics, particularly cisgendered, because that's mainly what they focused on. That is an interesting thing to look at, yeah. Yeah, the whore. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, St- Stephen, would you yeah. recommend people watch this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not watch because it seems to change genre a couple of times. And you're kind of like, oh, this wasn't the film I was watching half an hour ago. And um, But I, I, I wonder if, like, for Sixth Sense, it's a film where the twist kind of makes you think that it's a better film than it actually was, you know? And I, I do think it could have had, like, at least 10 minutes shaved off it. It did start in the second act, especially in the second act, kind of dragged. Yeah, I, I could bit, have done without it? some yeah. of those office scenes. They were kind of yeah. boring. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. And... I'd, I think I just preferred it if it stayed in the same style as it did for the first half hour, maybe. And just kind of like a Korean Amelie mm. would have been a nice thing. But uh, I mean, they uh, I, I admire that they had a go and tried to do something a bit different. And so I can't I can't be rude about it. Uh, there you have it. Everyone was uh, quite surprised at the efforts given by Sweet and Sour um, and I will say uh, I would recommend people watch it um, but then again why, why would you listen to this review and not have watched it because we spoiled the hell out of it but yeah if you made it this far and haven't watched it please go and watch it it's on Netflix right now it came out the 4th of June uh, 2021 
um, was supposed to come out in 2020. Filming actually wrapped up on this uh, on the 23rd of December 2019. Um, so those are the stats I have to hand. Don't have any budget on it. Uh, probably wasn't that expensive. Netflix doesn't do that anymore. They don't really tell you how much money goes into a specific film. And is it they don't actually tell a Netflix you the film, or is it just the they, film? They've got the rights. They've, they've got the distribution yeah, rights, right. but Netflix have got this kind of habit of shushing the numbers of how much a film costs and how many people watched it. Because they run out of loss. They run out of loss. Yeah. Netflix, and they need their, their backers. Or they might just be very modest. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because they want to control that. I think it's because they want to control the algorithm. Yeah. I think. Um, anyway, so that's been the MKH Cut. Um, this has been great. Um, I've been MKH, of course. Uh, thank you, Stephen. No problem. And thank you, Trevor. Cheers and ciao for now. And we shall see you on the next episode of MKH Cut. I don't know what it is yet. Um, I should, but never mind. Um, yeah, see you soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>